0: Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don and sometimes me at ronondon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 265 now of The Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Schwab Studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Yeah, don't forget, if you want to get in touch with us, all you got to do is reach out to us because right now, everybody wants to talk to us about real estate, right? and even if you're not ready to buy or sell or invest right now we had someone that just reached out to us in fact from another radio station this morning and said hey guys i heard you talking about investments and a lot of times in radio we've made a lot of money but we haven't been smart in the way that we've invested that money and he reached out and said hey i want to talk to you about investing in a property in seattle right now
1: yeah and it starts with the ronadon sit down it's a 45 minute zoom call Hopefully, we'll be getting back to where we could do them in person. But now it's a forty-five minute Zoom call. Uh, we'll answer your questions, talk about strategy, and see if we can meet your goals or help you to meet your own goals. Uh, and we just did another sit down recently where someone's like, "I need five thousand dollars in uh, in income each month from rental properties. Can we put together a strategy for that?" And uh, your enthusiastic answer was, "Yeah, yeah. It, we can do that."
0: All right. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show in the state of Washington, ACT. SAT scores no longer important, but ACDC still remains important. So we're going to talk about that coming up, right?
1: Right. Uh, If you like to rock.
0: Yeah. Anyway, we also want to talk about the super secret power of being sensitive. In fact, my son and I are kind of sensitive and I haven't liked being sensitive. And I tried to change that about myself and I can't, Uh, and maybe it's a secret power after all. So we'll talk about that before we get to that though. Let's get to this. Uh, I I, I don't really watch ESPN or any of the news channels, but on my phone every once in a while, I'll get a notification from ESPN when it comes to something that's going on in football because I enjoy football. And I got a notification the other day that Tim Tebow... At the age of 31, and this is a guy who won all the awards, you guys, when he played in college at Florida, and then he went on and he kind of had a career with the Broncos, even took him to the playoffs, Then he went to New England. He won a game. He won a playoff game. Yeah, and then he went to New England, and Bill Belichick said, hey, you know what we want to do with you? We don't want you to be a quarterback. We would like you possibly to be a tight end or something else because he's a really, really fast guy. And he wasn't interested. He said, I came to play the position of quarterback. And Bill Belichick said, well, you're not going to play here, and you're probably not going to play in the NFL. So then he started his baseball career. He signed on with the Mets. I don't think he ever made it out of A ball. Uh, And when he left the Mets, I think he was batting something like, 129, which isn't great, you guys. And at the same time, I've never batted 129 for the Mets. He was a big
1: draw, though, for those uh, in minor league baseball.
0: Huge draw. So, so now we hear this story that Tim Tebow has decided, again, at the age of 31, which is kind of old. It's kind of old and you're in the NFL. Something kind of happens when you're 29, 30. Uh, And once you get into your early 30s, depending on the position, a lot of times there's not a there's not a position for you. So these Tom Brady's that we see that are well into their 40s, you can see that in the quarterback position. But if you look at the Super Bowls that Tom Brady has won over the years, he's no longer playing with any of those players that he won those early Super Bowls with. So anyway, back to this. Tim Tebow is going to have an opportunity now, I think, to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. And he is going to try out at the, uh, I think it's the tight end position. And this relates to an old coach of his, his old college coach. So he's invited him to come back. When you look at this, Ron, and i ask you a double-barrel question. Is this, is this fair? Is this fair when you look at Tim Tebow, play the quarterback position, Colin Kaepernick, who played the quarterback position with the 49ers, the year we went to the Super Bowl, if he doesn't throw that pick in the fourth quarter, we don't go to the Super Bowl. By we, we mean the Seahawks. Yeah, we we don't go to that Super Bowl. And, And I remember specifically being at that game. I remember at halftime, the Seahawks were getting pulverized by the 49ers. And really, if Cap doesn't throw that ball and he just continues to run, he probably would have run the football in the fourth quarter right into the end zone. And then that's it. Richard Sermon doesn't get that tip. We don't win that game. We don't go to the Super Bowl. And the rest is history. Colin Kaepernick. The NFL has said, yeah, you know, kind of made a mistake there. But. Shouldn't they have to put up or shut up right now and give the guy an opportunity? If you're going to give Tim Tebow an opportunity to play in the NFL, what about what, what about Colin Kaepernick?
1: I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, the NFL has paid Tim Tebow. He took him to court, and uh, they had a settlement. Colin Kaepernick.
0: Colin Kaepernick. Tim, Tim I, I'm sorry,
1: Colin yeah. Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick got paid a settlement uh, from the NFL. But you're absolutely right. Like the, it, it is disheartening as a guy that spent more hours than I care to admit watching the NFL over my lifetime, buying merchandise, going to games. Uh, I'm wearing a Seahawks shirt right now uh, because I just happened to pull it out of the drawer today. But for not to have one owner that would have the courage to even bring Kaepernick in uh, to, to try out uh, is it's just insane at this point. And when you think of all the positions... All the backups, all the third-string quarterbacks, all the practice squad quarterbacks. Uh, At one point, Pete Carroll of the Seahawks said he was going to bring him in for a tryout, uh, and then he didn't. And he had some reasoning of why he didn't bring him in. But it's going to take someone to have some courage to stand up and just go, at least bring him in for a tryout. At least, like, you could sign him for the league minimum. He would right now be in the top. In the NFL, they, they think about quarterbacks in, in terms of tiers. You can be a, a top five quarterback, and there's kind of five to 15, and then there's 15 and below. Uh, and, and so I would say like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and before you try Drew Brees, those would be your top four guys, uh, usually. And so I would put him in at least 15 or above. He would right now he could step onto a field and be in the top half of all the quarterbacks. Why he has not been given an opportunity. I have no
0: idea. What do you think black players think about that? Uh, in the national football league? Cause here, yeah, the NFL saying, yeah, Black Lives Matter, and you can put Breonna Taylor's name on your helmet if you want to, and and we are now woke, and we are believing in that these Black Lives Matter, and you can kneel or stand or do whatever you want to do. Uh, we were wrong. Um,
1: well, I don't want to pretend to know what they think. Um, uh, it seems like most, a lot of players still support Cap, like if you look at the social media – and you look at people speak, when they say things, they appear to be very supportive of him. At the same time, it's a closed system. There's only so many jobs there. You can't go out if you don't like the NFL and and find another place to be employed.
0: I don't think I asked the question very well. I think black people, in a lot of ways, have been told something their whole life, but then the reality of it many times is different. And I think for the NFL to say Black Lives Matter and we're going to show you because we're not going to promise and no one's asking, no one's asking for some team to promise him a job. Just give him an opportunity to work out. Just give him an opportunity to come work out for you. That's all they're asking for. And and they they haven't done that. And the National Football League has not done that. There was almost a tryout at one point. uh, But then I think I think both sides went sideways with that. And, and well, I the think NFL what,
1: tried to negotiate the terms of, uh, a tryout. of the
0: tryout. Yeah. It's
1: like, do players try out every day yeah. of the year? You could, I mean, that's an exaggeration, but tryouts happen all the time. Yeah. So they're like, to pre negotiate the tryout details is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. We'll talk to more on the other side of this. Hey, you guys. I don't know about you, but it's almost summertime, and that means it's time to hit the road. And we love family road trips at my house, and I bet you love family road trips too. And don't forget, Les Schwab right now, before you hit the road, stop by Les Schwab Tire Center, make sure your alignment's straight, your brakes are going to break, your shocks are going to not shock you, and also your wheels and tires, that they're ready to go. And right now, Ron... Some big savings at Les Schwab, right? Yeah,
1: that's right. You can save up to $200 when you bundle select tires, brakes, and shocks, as well as get a free pre-trip safety check limited time offer while supplies last discount applies to a set of four select tires and depends on tire size and type cannot combine with other offers details at leschwabcom slash sale you can schedule that free pre-trip safety check at Schwab.com or just stop by Les schwab tires doing the right thing matters i would definitely recommend working with ron and don completely satisfied 100% guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> if you're downsizing, upsizing, or right sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Crowe. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. Hi, I'm Oli. Hi, I'm Emmy. We are yep. Team Greenland and we sat okay. down, down with Ron, Ron and Don. Don. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, we talked about pricing, we talked about staging. We talked about location, about what the market was like. He gave us so much information. We'd have a game plan and there'd be a team helping us and we Mm -hmm. went for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Ron and Don, we got the house of our dreams under asking price, which just does not happen in this market. And we could not be happier.
0: And we wouldn't have been able to. Be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without his expertise and support. Uh,
1: we got an offer, I think day one, that was twenty-five 000 to fifty thousand over asking. I'm like telling my wife, don't you think we should take this? And she's like, No, we're sticking to this. We're gonna wait till that offer review, review date, like Ron and Don said. Waited till offer review date, and we had like seven or eight more offers and an offer a hundred thousand over asking with ron and don you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other you get the data and analytics you get the creativity the drive and the energy they are they are the complete package if someone asked me in fact someone did ask me uh recently how we sold our house so fast and i said well we had a great realtor team And that makes all the difference. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com.
0: Hey, it's G-Force O'Neal. Thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 265. And as you have just heard, we become friends uh, with all of our clients. And almost all our clients are part of the Ron and Don Nation. In fact, we put together a great team now. Teresa just joined our team. has joined our team. She's our transaction coordinator. And then we have lots of guys out there like Zach and Marcus who are part of our refurbished team that will come and put carpet in. Or let's say that we need to paint your house inside and out. Uh, We're doing that now, painting a house inside and out. It's a lot of work, but we have leverage with a lot of our team members to kind of say, hey, we throw a lot of work your way. Why don't you give us a great deal, which they often do? So anyway, this team... Team Ron and Don, the Ron and Don Nation, we are ready to go to work on your behalf. And if you want that buyer's book or that seller's book, their playbooks, just reach out to Ron, ron at windermere.com, and we'll get those sent out to you today. I was really taken by this story about a teacher and a 12-year-old in the news, and I don't know if you've seen this story, uh, but this young girl went to school, and she pulled out a gun. Can you imagine pulling out a gun at the age of 12, and she started to shoot, she shot the janitor, and then she started to shoot her classmates. A teacher a teacher stood up in front of her class and she said this in a very calm fashion, she said, this is what we're going to do. We, uh, and she felt it was, it was, there's that fight or flight mechanism. She felt it was really important for her kids to get out of school. Cause sometimes you're taught to shelter in place and she let them know we're not going to shelter in place. What you're going to do is you're going to put everything down, everything down right now, your, your backpacks, your books, whatever, everybody put everything down right now. And I'm going to open that door. And when I open that door, what you're going to do is you're going to run as fast as you've ever run, as hard as you've ever run. And she told them where they were going to run, which I believe was a, was a, another school in the area. And she said, you aren't going to look back. You are not going to look back. Do not look back. And so she opens the door. She sees the shooter and she starts to walk toward the shooter. Last time we heard a story like this was Sandy Hook, and we remember the principal walking toward that shooter. And as a result of that, the belief is is that the principal ended up taking bullets that kids didn't have to take. And what's very unusual about, about what this teacher did, she had to know that story. She had to know the story at the time that she started walking towards a shooter and engaging the shooter. And I think she said to herself, I'm going to engage this shooter so this shooter doesn't engage my students that are running right now. Run, 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 run. So anyway, she, she is walking towards the shooter. She reaches out to her. This is a young girl. She says some things to her. And then, and then she doesn't tackle her. She doesn't hit her. She just reaches for the gun. And the girl doesn't hand the gun over to her, but doesn't fight her either. And and so she reaches. She takes the gun. And then this is really incredible to me. She then just started to hug this girl. And she could hear sirens in the distance. She knew that help was coming. She knew that the very best place that she could be right now would be with this young lady. And she just held her, and she didn't hold her in a way that that uh, she was hanging on to. Her, her, so they could get her in handcuffs. They were they were just she, and then she started to explain to her. She said, "Hey, this is what's going to happen, and some people are going to come, and I'm going to be here, and they're going to they're going to place you in handcuffs, and so we need to be able to do that. Just kind of talk this girl through what was going to happen, and then and then afterwards." When she talked about it and she was interviewed about this, she said, I don't, I don't know what it was. She says, when, when I saw this young girl, I I knew that she just needed to be loved in that moment. And so
1: I, I think it is. We do need to point out that the three people that were shot were not killed. I don't know if this matters or not, but I think people might be wondering. Uh, the janitor and the two students did get shot. They were not fatal, uh, and they were taken to the hospital and and lived yeah. through
0: that. Well, what's interesting about this, I was reading this story, and then I also read another story where I think these kind of intersect, and it talked about people that feel things very deeply sometimes, maybe you have a superpower, and in the midst of everything that was going on, and everything that could have gone wrong, she stepped in, and and it wasn't, you know, she wasn't trying to be a hero. Uh, she wasn't trying to tackle anybody. It, she, she didn't have all this testosterone. Uh, I'm going to take this target out. It was, I'm going to go hug that girl. I'm going to love that girl. And she said to herself, that girl is someone's daughter. And and I'm going to help her in and, and, and this moment. And she did. Not only did she help all those kids that were running, but she helped that entire faculty, who knows if this girl would have kept shooting people or even shot herself and when i look at that like my whole life and my son is why you're like i am i'm i'm a very and it may not appear this way and sometimes i cover it up by being rough and gruff and loud and 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 some other things but i have this very sensitive side to me that that my son also has and many times i'm embarrassed about it and i and i try to hide it right uh, but I look at a story like this and I, and I always ask myself, I wonder how I would have responded and I hope I, I would have responded like she did, but I don't think I would have in in that moment. I would have wanted to, and I get what she did and I have such great respect and reverence for that, but I think I would be telling those kids to run and I think I'd be running with them. So
1: yeah, and this was a remarkable story. I mean, there's so many layers and things that are going through my mind about guns, about twelve year olds. You brought up Sandy Hook, uh, in the response to, you know, to that shooter, um, and his interaction, different age, different, absolutely totally different scenario. But, you know, what would cause a 12 year old girl to bring a, a gun to school and to open fire? Um, 12 is much different in my mind, than someone that's a junior or a senior or is 20 years old. Uh, a 12-year-old girl, um, I think there's redemption available for someone that age. And, and the the grace that this teacher showed uh, was remarkable, is remarkable. Um, and at the same time, you know, you don't just send her to, the, to detention for a, a day or so. Like, this is a very serious <laughs> Situation that needs long-term intervention, some sort of uh, punishment that that is doled out, and also to your point, some sort of of punishment, but also with the the acknowledgement that you're a human being, you're someone's child. We, I, I would imagine, the family situation is not optimal there. I'd imagine that the parenting skills are not optimal. Could I could be wrong? I'm just I'm projecting. Uh, and so there, there, a lot of work needs to be done. I hope that there is a path of redemption for this twelve-year-old. When when it, when when a, a nine, ten, eleven, twelve-year-old kid commits a heinous crime, I, I just think that that's still an age category where they don't really have a grasp on what they're doing. That, that's that's a, a year older than your son. Like that's a child uh, doing this.
0: Yeah, and this teacher even said that 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 we're we're in a throwaway culture. Sometime with kids. And that this young person made a mistake. uh, It'll be interesting to see if she stays involved in her life, right? It'd be interesting to see that. But I look at people like that and I have just the utmost respect because you know that's not how they train you to deal with an active shooter, to go up and hug them.
1: So do you feel like if I can ask you are you just now realizing that you're the hypersensitive is that what's called a hypersensitivity personality or, or something? i think a
0: lot of stuff that we did on radio and when it, when it was cause radio it was always me jumping in the deep end of a pool uh, on something and then i didn't know how to get out and and you were always great because you would provide floaties and then we would just figure out a way so i've shared this story before we did operation airlift japan we we saw the tsunami. I saw the tsunami, and I, and I remember the numbers: five hundred and twenty-six kids that that we adopted in Misawa, Japan. And we gathered all these things, and people kept coming and coming and coming to the radio station. And I think our bosses were getting mad because. So finally, we had fourteen semi, fifty-five foot semis full of stuff, and um, we were able to get that stuff to Japan. But the way we got it to Japan, and I've shared this story on a previous podcast, it's pretty insane. And when I jumped on air and I just said, hey, we're going to adopt these 526 kids, I had no idea how, how we were going to do what we did. And, um, and if it wasn't a lot for a lot of help, like on your part, or a friend Bill or our friend Ed Troyer down in Pierce County, um, we wouldn't have able, been able to pull that off. So sometimes my sensitivity takes me into places where I promise to do things, and they're usually philanthropic, and then we have to figure out a way to back that up. And usually we, we figure out a way. Um, and Has it to ever
1: been uh, crippling?
0: I think so. Yeah. Sometimes I feel things too deeply, and and and, um, and so I I I have had I have had to learn, and I, I've said this before, but to live it that that you cannot help everyone everywhere. You can't, but you can help someone somewhere. So just figure out who those someones are. See you on the other side of this.
1: Could use your help to spread the word that Ron and Don Radio can now be heard worldwide on your phone at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor FM. Please tell someone and hit subscribe.
0: All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 265. And don't forget, you've just heard the Ron and Don Nation. Uh, We are out buying, selling, investing. We love to be a part of your team. And as we shared before, we have a brand new buyer's agent as part of our team by the name of Therese. So let's sit down together. You, me, Ron, Therese. We'll do it virtually. It's about 45 minutes. Go to sitdown.com and uh, we'll talk about your real estate journey today. Also, our thanks to Les Schwab for sponsoring today's show and all the shows. Those guys mean a lot to us at Les Schwab. So as we get ready for the summer driving season, stop by and get a free pre-trip safety check uh, before you hit the roads. Uh, UFOs, UFOs, UFOs. Everybody's talking about UFOs. I've always believed... In UFOs. But maybe I think about UFOs differently. Uh, Growing up in New Mexico, my mom worked for the government. She worked at a place called Sandia Labs. And inside Sandia Labs, there's a place called Kirkland Air Force Base. And I used to go see my mom on the base sometimes. There's certain places where my mom would be, though. Like, I could never go to her desk because she had to walk through all these doors, go through all these checkpoints. Get smart. Yeah, and they went through a purse every day. They went through the car, the trunk, the whole thing. They brought the dogs out every single day because she worked for some scientists that were working on some pretty important things. In fact, one of the scientists she worked on, he was brought here from Germany, and he worked on the Manhattan Project. That's where the two atomic bombs were built, and he was a part of that. Uh, when you think about stealth technology, a lot of the stealth technology that was invented was invented there. And then also, when you're inventing stealth technology and you have to go check it out, well, there's no better place to go than in the night skies of New Mexico or the night skies of Nevada, for instance, where, uh, where we see Area 51. Uh, you've heard of the White Sands Missile Range, which is connected to Sandia Labs, and it's connected to Kirkman Air Force Base, and that's where they lit off some of the initial atomic bombs when they were experimenting out there. So, And it truly is. It's a missile range with white sand, and when you go there, there's stuff that's just blown up all over the place. So if you like seeing stuff that's been blown up, it's kind of super cool. Okay. So so anyway, I've always believed in UFOs. Uh, President Obama recently on a podcast, they asked him how he if, if, if he believes in UFOs. He said he has seen the saucers, is, is what he has said. What is your take on UFOs, and why are people so into UFOs right now? I think a lot of this has to do with we're starting to reimagine space, people are starting to reimagine going to Mars in our lifetime, and then asking yourself the question, I wonder what would be beyond Mars,
1: right? Well, there's there's two things here going on. At 60 Minutes just did this piece with some Navy pilots that talk about seeing things that they cannot identify. So let's not conflate a, a flying object that's unidentified with alien life force. So I think most people uh want those two things to be exactly the same all the time. You can have an unidentified flying object and have nothing to do with an alien or something from outer space, another civilization on a different planet. So those two things don't like it it's not a science fiction movie with E.T. and it's a it's an alien life form that's flown, you know, millions of years to get here. So that I think is is something that needs to be pointed out. So when Obama talks about he's like, I have seen footage of things where the aerodynamics didn't seem to make sense. The way in which something was moving in the sky did not appear to obey what we know would be velocity, the way it could turn uh, the way that uh, an airplane would move. So he says uh, that that, exists like there is footage of that and that's what the these navy pilots talked about is we've seen things that don't seem to appear they don't they don't obey the laws of gravity and aerodynamics as we know it that doesn't mean it's necessarily an alien life force so and so let me go off to the a tangent for one second i do believe that somewhere in the universe there is another civilization of intelligent life. Just mathematically, that has to be true. When you see how many galaxies there are, how many stars there are, how many planets there would be in the universe, the it's just mathematically improbable we're the only one that that happened to get life. So I think that life exists. Is it intelligent life that could travel intergalactically uh, to make it to planet Earth? And how would it even know that to come to planet Earth? Like that seems improbable. But it's not impossible. So uh, I think you're right. There was a fascination. We just watched an, a, a, a drone take off on the, the face of Mars and send back HD footage. It's like, that's pretty crazy. So I think there's always been this fascination. But I believe there's some sort of explanation or some sort of thing that a phenomenon that has happened that would explain these. That falls short of an alien flying a craft that doesn't obey the laws of nature.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty amazed. There are thousands of people currently that have signed up to go to Mars, and they think there'll be, first time around, maybe 50 people uh, that will go in different kinds of aircraft.
1: And, like, the, and the cool thing, like when you go to Mars, but
0: you're not. The cool thing is, you're not coming back. No, you're, you're you're gonna die a Martian.
1: But and the reason why this is so interesting is there's not different aerodynamics on Mars. There's not different elements. Like they don't. The spacecraft doesn't land, put its little shovel in the ground, and go. Holy cow, we've never seen these elements. The, these things don't exist on planet Earth. No, it's the same elements. You have carbon. You have atmosphere. You have gravity. You, when the, you know, they knew how fast the rotors would have to go because of the gravitational pull and what the atmosphere is made of. Pick up pizza Mars. hut,
0: which is really Kentucky fried chicken. When you go through the drive through. Exactly. When, the fly through. The fly through.
1: <laughs> So my point being is like <laughs> when these people see something that appears to not like physics is physics, whether you're on Mars yeah. or you're in the Milky Way or, you know, even except if you go into a black hole. So it's uh yeah, it's very, very interesting.
0: Who, who decided we're going to merge KFC with Pizza Hut and have we're going to have the- a, and we're going to have a drive through. And you're gonna roll through the drive-through, and and you're gonna get a uh, order a pizza, and then you're, with the mashed mashed potatoes and gravy. Have you heard the Pizza Hut um, you know Taco what? Bell song? That just sounds great. A pizza with mashed potatoes and gravy on top. I heard think the, I would eat
1: that. The Pizza Hut Taco Bell song. No. I gotta, can I play this for you real quick?
0: Is it, is it, yeah, is it in, in KFC? They're all, it seems like they're all merged. This is the
1: dumbest song ever, okay. but it will be an earworm for you. I don't want to
0: be, I don't want an earworm. You don't want to hear an earworm? Uh, afraid. I just got, I just got rid of one and I'm not going to remind myself what it was, but it took two weeks. Anyway, go ahead. I
1: don't, I don't need to play it if you don't want me to. Go ahead. All right, let me see if I can play this. Is this playing?
0: It basically is that—that's the song, but it's catchy. so it's Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and then sometimes you'll see KFC mixed into the same drive-through. The,
1: the young brands. The young brands give you a... If you want to look that song up on YouTube, right. and it's uh, it's a classic, All the right. Pizza Hut.
0: We'll take you out with that, you guys. He's Ron, I'm Don. Thanks for stopping by giving us great lives. Don't forget, if you need us as your realtors, we are here for you. Just go to ronanddonsitdown.com and book your sit-down with us today. Even if you're not doing a deal for three months, six months, sometime next year, we should still sit down and get ready. All right? Anyway. <sighs> Keep your head up. Keep your shoulders back. And keep eating that pizza and Taco Bell. You're to the Ron and Don Show. Always! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Keep your head up and your shoulders back. And we'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.